like at today, sometimes like after work, we just like take little beach chairs and just sit on the beach. And we'll take Penny and she's like really good. She'll like hang out near us without a leash. And today, for whatever reason, she just was like playing with us. It was great. And then hightailed it. <gasps> like took a whiff of something and then like was a mile down the beach. And I looked oh. at Moe's and I was like, peppermint us. And then he had to like go run and get her. And it was like food and some bushes far down there. So we got her, brought her back. <laughs> and then she was like being fine. And we had a ball and she was good. And she did this thing where she started like going that way. And we were like, ah. And so she'd come back and then she started going. We're like, ah, and she'd come back. And then I swear to fucking God, like a scene in the movie, she did it. We yelled, she looked and just booked it again. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I almost admire her for her like gumption. Yeah. Bear did the same thing the other day because he found a fish head Ooh. in the yard. Because- Ew, why? Because, okay, so this is a whole thing. I have read up on this because I'm like, where the fuck are all these dead fish coming from? I have dead fish in my yard. I found two. And I thought it was just birds catching them in the creek and then like dropping them in my yard. But there's actually dead fish. The fish are already dying. There's millions of dead fish in the creeks and the rivers because of a bacteria because of global warming. And then that led to, I guess, a dead fish ending up in my yard and bear eating a fish head. That's very depressing. Yeah, it's really gross. So I'm on the lookout for fish now when we go out. (sighs) Well, it's a nice depressive start to this episode. (laughs) It's pretty apropos. (laughs) Apropos is right. Sisters, sisters who seen it. We are the sisters, sisters who seen it. Sisters, shooby-dooby-doo-wah. Sisters, shooby-dooby-doo-wah. Sisters, 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 sisters. Sisters who seen it. Hello! Hello! Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back for some heavy stuff. (laughs) I like your head movements doing that. You look like a snake. I snaked while I said heavy heavy stuff. Everyone with me. Shake that head. Okay, Mm. sorry. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Welcome back, listeners. We're happy to have you back. I'm going to jump right in and introduce ourselves if you are new. So we are the Sisters Who Seen It, the podcast where two sisters who are not movie critics look back on some of our favorites throughout the years through a psychological, ethical, and familial lens. I'm Katie. I'm Bridget. And <laughs> whoopee. <laughs> whoopee. <laughs> Part of me was like, do you want to sing the downtown song? And I was like, I don't think I do. I think I, I want to do a whoopee shout out because like, bless her. <laughs> Jesus. Some of this didn't age well. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. Um, so what's our movie this week, Brits? What's our uplifting, sunshine and rainbows filled movie? Girl, comma, interrupted. <laughs> yeah, it's important you know the punctuation, people. You never know when it's going to come up in a podcast movie trivia bar game. You never know. Hosted by us. Hosted by us. One day it will be real. Yes. Yes. Girl Interrupted. Which, you know, this 1999 was the same year 10 Things I Hate About You came out. The Blair Witch Project. <gasps> Blair Witch! Oh! Remember? It was, it, I'll go back to all those episodes and joy and it was like this like booming year for like teen dramas and i remember as a kid watching this a lot over and over over. oh yeah i just loved all these dark movies and i think so i have some like theories because i was really kind of trying to be introspective of like bridget what was with teenage you watching all this like dark stuff like what was that about do you you have to journal it it? do you have to to journal this um but but i think as we get into it like the theme kind of like came out and this is a dark movie but it's also some fantastic acting by Angelina Jolie wow we wow I think everyone nails it honestly agreed but you didn't think she kind of like I mean I thought well I think she stole the I think her character was just naturally created to be a scene stellar yeah Yeah. but yeah she won an Oscar for this performance for sure best supporting actress and I think a golden globe okay so first of all okay let's 
let's take this back. This is for Emily, and this is a fan pick. Woo! Emily's amazing. Thank you, Emily. Emily is my Chicago friend, and she's my friend I can get deep with. So this is very much fitting movie suggestion. And I said to her, I was like, do you want to record anything? Do you want to give quotes? And she was like, my fucking car broke down. I have to deal with like this and this and that. And I'm just having a time. And I was like, don't you fret. And so Emily will not be providing anything because she's got a bunch of stuff going on. Emily, it's her okay. Her life was interrupted. So I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Emily. You take care of yourself now, okay? You know, don't make any rash decisions. Don't pull anyone on a riders, okay? Take it easy. It's all right. We're going to be okay. Okay, so I had to make sure I mentioned that, but I can attempt a synopsis. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. So, Winona Ryder. I like her. Susanna Kaysen, which wrote the book that this came from. That yeah. was in 1993, and the woman's name is actually Susanna Kaysen. Oh, wow. Yeah, and this is based on a true story when in the 60s she was 18 years old and had a kind of half-hearted suicide attempt that led her into a institution which she being 18 all her friends going off to college she signed herself in not really understanding what was happening and instead of doing this like quick stint oh let me go rest Mm -hmm. instead of go resting she ended up spending 18 months in Mm -hmm. this mental hospital and so for this movie it goes into the details of that where she is struggling with what her her diagnosis is borderline personality disorder and she is starting to have this experience where she actually becomes close with a bunch of the young women in the Mm -hmm. facility and she creates all these different friendships but then she looks at the outside world and keeps thinking well I'm not really crazy air quotes like the women in here and then she also isn't ready to leave and so you see her weave in and out of all these relationships but also kind of question like do I have something wrong with me don't I and Mm -hmm. just kind of trying to make make it all make sense in her head and Angelina Jolie is like this force that mm-hmm. has been there for eight years and I think is a part of what's keeping her there to like you know do bad behaviors like don't take your medicine and like let's get out of here and let's go look at our diagnosis in the files downstairs and all this crazy stuff that goes down she's a lot of the instigator yes and you basically see her then try to take it all in and in kind of a big climactic moment where one of the girls who gets let out, Brittany Murphy. I know ends up committing suicide uh, when they go visit her after fleeing the hospital and that kind of snaps some sense into her when she realizes like this is insane I've I've reached a line I need to go back and so she then tries to get better and right before she leaves Angelina Jolie kind of tries to take her down again but the movie it basically ends with her leaving the hospital in theory healed or whatever yeah yeah question mark dot 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 and then goes back into the real world and leaves the hospital and that's it. Yeah, it's for people that I think like dig these like deep dark psychological movies where they get to like live a life they don't live and so one of my theories on why as a teenager I was like really into this and this is a theme in this movie is that Whoopi of course amazing Whoopi calls out the main character Winona Ryder yeah cause she's the best you're a lazy self indulgent little girl driving yourself crazy Mm -hmm. and I think that is also part of this movie is that there's like a little bit of well you have this nice privileged life and you know there's maybe some excitement to it all and I was like maybe I was just really really bored as a kid from our like (laughs) boring life and I was like these movies are exciting and this is like something I don't know anything about and it's just so interesting to me yeah but I know I forgot a lot in the synopsis but I just feel like I couldn't get into all the detail what do you think what else should we add I don't think you forgot a lot at all I felt like that was very thorough oh okay and I was gonna say if you didn't talk about Whoopi, I was going to flip this table. So thank you <laughs> for redeeming yourself at the end there. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, she plays a role that's really interesting. Okay, so this is um, the critiques from the critics of this movie is that they didn't really pick a lane. Like, is the hospital the bad guys? Or is it like the mental illness? Or is it like you? Or 
who's helping who? Because in the 60s, some of these hospitals had like horrific practices, which is yeah. where like movies like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest came in. And so you met Whoopi and you're like, oh, are you going to be like evil? But like she was wonderful. She was like a wonderful, sensitive, caring person and had to deal with all their garbage, but also like had her moments where she still like sent Lisa to go get shock therapy. Mm-hmm. So like Whoopi was awesome, but at the same time had her moments where she was just over it. And so I don't know if she was the real Whoopi we know and love. I love her. But like her character only had so much. Like she could only do so much with that character in my mind. I mean, I liked how it was, it didn't pick a lane because that's kind of more realistic. Oh yeah? Yeah. I okay. Mean, I don't know. I think movies sometimes get a little exploitive when it comes to mental health. So I'm happy mm. that they made it a little more normal where mm. <laughs> it's like, it's going to feel like we're the bad guys trying to give you help. But then you're going to maybe realize, depending on the type of help, of course, but then you're going to realize after some time has gone by with such help, like, oh, you are helping me. And Mm -hmm. so I like that part because I thought that was well done. But I mean, the shock therapy stuff, I think that was just reflective of the time period. Because if this same exact story was set in a different era, then they just wouldn't include that, you know? And then I think it would have been a little different in Whoopi's case because it just wouldn't have been an option and it might have been something else. Even the whole like isolation room, like some of the things the girls got put in there for, I was like, mmm. That like was it the one girl is like I'm ugly and they're like put her alone get her out of my face I don't want to see her either I'm like this is, seems backward okay. Elizabeth Moss and that transformation like wowie wowie she was like a little baby how old was she in this movie she was the youngest I think she was 17 18 where the rest of them were like mid to late 20s 20s which was also kind of annoying I'm like we could tell you're all older I don't know if they were all supposed to be teenagers though you think they were supposed to be teenagers in the movie because i didn't get that impression i got the impression it was like young women which i assume was in that like right around 18 not like 28 yeah i don't know they actually they don't talk about it so okay but the start of this movie please tell me you caught one of winona Ryder's lines that was very meta to her acting story i don't flipping no but all what? i wrote is this opening narration sounds like a poem that didn't win an award <laughs> stop doing that that's why so i didn't register none of the words oh. registered because it just annoyed me i was like this is very pretentious <laughs> like please stop so please share with me because clearly i have no idea okay something about shoplifting yes Okay. Well, that's interesting. I was so, making a joke, but... <laughs> uh, no. So one of her lines is, have you ever stolen something when you had the money? Oh. Now, this movie came out in 1999. Her shoplifting stuff was all like 2003, I think, when she like okay. got convicted of like grand larceny or something, whatever. And I just was like, whoa! And then I read all about... Because <laughs> I just thought that was like crazy, you know? Know, like the, the irony yeah, and nobody talks creepy. about it when i was like googling things i thought people would be like ha 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 about this scene but nobody talks about it and i was like say what oh 2001 so only two, uh, years, two later. years later yeah yeah so she was the producer on this movie you know what i did know that because i knew that she like i guess i don't know if it was like the book like she got rights to the book i knew that she like wanted to make that book into a movie and like she yes. was the one kind of like pushing it which is cool i love hearing stories like that I love it. stories like that when it actually happens and then yes. it's like a good movie. <laughs> well, and the book came out in 1993. Yeah. And when it came out, I read all about why did this like explode in popularity? Because this woman was not like this famous writer or, you know, she had written books or whatever, but there's a lot of like market factors that all happened at the same time. And yeah. as part of the popularity of Winona Ryder was like, this is a book that like I can relate to because she had struggled a lot with like... Like when her and Johnny Depp broke up or whatever, she was in this like crazy depressive spiral, but she was also at like the height of her career. So she talked about how she could never really complain because Mm. she would just sound like this like rich, privileged celebrity complaining. And so she related to this book. I mean, rich people can have mental health problems too. (laughs) I know. I'm not saying I agree with her. I'm just saying like how fascinating, but people like Winona Ryder was like, someone is finally speaking.
thinking about me. And that's when she was obsessed with trying to make this movie and took, you know, whatever, seven years or something to keep pushing it. It's crazy. So let me breathe and realize that we are both on this and we have to go back and forth. So I think I'm I'm done. I had to get that all out. I was like very fascinated by it all. I had no (sighs) idea you loved this movie so much. I forgot. How old were you in 1999? You were 14? 14. High school for me was 2000. So 13, 14. It's a very angsty age. So I get it. Well, so it came out in movie theaters in 1999. Let's assume it went to tape 2000 and, you know, when we would go to West Coast Video to rent it down near our house. (laughs) Let's say it's 2000, 2001. So it was like 14, 15, which I think is like totally. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's a really interesting age. Like there's nothing else to do. Like what else? I mean, there's just not a lot. There's a lot of thinking. There's not a lot of like exciting stuff you're doing. Just, there's a lot of hormones running rampant. That's which too. is hard for young women. Okay, so talk. Okay, to me. so we talk start off. Yes, there is a poem. It's got a connection, and Winona's getting. <laughs> She's gonna say resurrected. That's not right. She's getting resuscitated or something at the <laughs> yeah. hospital because she had a suicide attempt. And then the, the editing is very like trippy. You gotta pay attention. Yeah. Because there's a lot of back and forth and yeah. it's somewhat sequential. Um <sighs> like all the flashbacks go in sequential order. It's just they don't happen one after the other. Yeah. If that makes sense. I'm never prepared to flashback is coming. It's always random. It is. And they do it in a way where it's like the main character, Susanna, is like doing something or talking to someone and then she like spaces out and then you're like, oh, now we're in a flashback. What? What? Okay, (laughs) here we are. Oh, Jesus Christ. Did you see who the first, like, I don't want to call it a therapist because I don't know what the heck this guy's role was, but you see who that was that's talking to her after the suicide attempt? I go, whoa, Red from that 70s show is playing a weird role. (laughs) That's literally what I <laughs> it was weird seeing him in that role. Oh, it was so weird seeing him be like n- trying to be nice and supportive. I was like, is he gonna tell her he's gonna stick his foot up her ass? Because <laughs> watch out. I feel like that would be his response. No, instead, it was like, are you stoned? Do you smoke pot? How about LSD? I was like, this is so weird. He's like, do you hang out with my son in the basement? <laughs> because is Kelso down there? going on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but what? So he was her parents' friend who I hope was a therapist and not well, just, I don't know. Who are you? So I think it was he was retired and he was just doing it as a favor. And that was like the vibe I got that they called their rich, fancy friends and was like, can you come over and talk to her? Can you help us out there, Red? That's not his name, but I just hope they well, had that conversation. Well, I mean, it, it was though. Um, hated all of that. All of it. Because he says terrible things. He mm-hmm. tells her, you're hurting everyone around you. Actually, I don't know if that was him that said that, but somebody says that. No, her. he said that. I wrote it that line him. down. I hate that. I was like, what? what is this right now? Not a great line to say. Um, usually, you know, it's... It's not about other people, okay? Don't be so (laughs) selfish. Jesus, Christmas. And then he's like, oh, you look like you need to take a nap. And she's like, sure. And he's like, right. So now you're going to this place to take a nap. And she was like, oh, okay. And then he was like, yeah, I'll call a cab. She's like, my mom is literally right there. And he's like, it's just too hard. It's just gonna be too hard. And again, I was like, not about you. This is me yelling at the mom. Not about you. It's about your daughter needs a nap. Go hug your daughter and say goodbye because what well, are you doing? And what was so weird and dramatic is the mom was not in the driveway. She was like in the cross street in her car staring at her as she went to the cab. And I was like, wait, what's happening right now? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it all. Yeah, I don't know what. But she she was very out of it, right? At the beginning, she's just like, huh, what? What's that? Yeah. Like, she was very kind of not with it. Well, I mean, that's how I felt too with a lot of the flashbacks because I was like, huh? I don't remember the sequence. Okay, now we're here. What's happening? And it's just like, just a lot. And you learn like, okay, so her relationship with her parents isn't great. Her parents are 
are very affluent and they care very much about their image and she doesn't have the same image or whatevs. And then you learn that there's a disgusting man who's gross and somehow she like had sex with him one time and then he's like, hey, let's do that again. And she's like, fuck him off. I'm in my nightgown. And she slams the door in his face, which I was like, good job. Way to go. And how creepy is that? Because the entire movie, nobody is like, hey, that was statutory rape because you were like 17 and your friend's dad, who's a professor, had sex with you. And the entire movie never talks about that. I didn't know how, they didn't talk about like how old she was though. Like I even, honestly, in the movie, I was confused on like, I didn't know how old she was supposed to be. Because I was like, I know you're out of high school when you're in the place. But like these flashbacks, I don't know. You were in high school at some point. But like, when was this party take? I don't know. I don't know anything. It's like, it was very... Yeah. She might have been, though. She might have been, like, under 18, which is illegal. So... Yeah. And I tied, like, as she got into the mental hospital and they said, you know, you could sign yourself in. You're 18. I thought, okay, so she literally, like, just turned 18. And then she just graduated high school and she's not doing college. So the professor flashback in my mind was she was under 18. Okay. That was my theory. But, like, you're right. I actually don't have, like, true proof because I couldn't keep track of, like, for all we know, she turned 18, you know, junior year. All I know is he was a disgusting man. Homegirl's literally trying to go to bed. Like, she just wants to go to sleep, like all of us. So please, let the girl take a nap. And then he's, like, being disgusting and sneaking upstairs. And, like, the wife is like, where'd you go, hon? I'm like, he's gross. He's being gross. You better go get him and put him, you better tie him up somewhere because he's wandering around being gross. (laughs) Go arrest him. That's what you should do. I hated it. So that's kind of what we learn <laughs> before she gets to the place. And then she has that cab ride where the cab driver, again, just says things that, like, don't say that. He's like, you look normal. Why are you going there? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then she's like, well, I'm really sad. And he's a dick and he goes, well, everyone's sad. And then again, I was like, yourself. Katie takes dramatic sip. Continue. <sighs> You know what I wish I had? Because I sent you that TikTok video of that guy. (laughs) All the comebacks. I need that music because I need to play that. Where it's like, yeah, well, everyone's sad. Everyone's sad, huh? Do, do, do. (laughs) So good. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Off task. I I know. I, I love it. And this is when in the beginning, and this is very much, it's giving me like shining vibes with... Do you remember the, like, the Shining had that music where it was like, do, 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 and it was like really, really creepy? I don't know if you paid attention in this movie, but they had those, like, ding, 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 and like, it was all these, like, like tones. Yeah, so I feel like that's when I started to hear it, like, after the taxi, all of a sudden it was like, ding, 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 and I was like, oh! You're like, Uh, no! Yo, but the first person she meets is Whoopi! I have that in huge letters. Me too. I completely forgot. And I mean, it was great. Okay, we got to go through all the roommates, though, because the cast of characters is some heavy hitters. Let me tell you. Yeah. Brittany Murphy, right away, it's like, whoa. It's it's always weird seeing her. It's it's sad, right? It's so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. Especially in, like, a a role like this where you're like, ugh, that's how your character is going to go. Like, that's... It's so uh, I, know. I know and like I really want to like know your professional opinion about what was happening with her because there was like a lot happening with her character like I think she had in my mind like one of the saddest stories well yeah when you find out like like her if dad that was real because it did come from Lisa so like I don't know you know I feel like there you could interpret it in different ways but we're gonna assume it was real I don't know if I'm qualified to diagnose anything because there was a lot of stuff. Because at first you're kind of like, is this like an eating disorder? Yes. With the chickens. You don't want people to see you. You're hiding what you're eating. There's something relating to pooping, which I feel like has to do with the chicken. Yeah, but then... It's like an incest. But again, that's what I mean. It's like that. You find that out from Lisa. Yeah. So, I mean, we just assume it's factual. And I think the movie intended it to be factual. But I have questions about, like, why the 
flip did she get let out? Like, wh- Agreed. what's the criteria? And like everybody else who's like a patient there is like asking the same question as us. Like we're all like raising our hands and like, hey, and like nobody answers it. I would love to know like what the heck was the like, oh, she good. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Because mm-hmm. it was flipping weird. No, sad. It was weird. Um, I'm hoping that was not real life. I hope that like didn't really happen to this lady. I did not go into the details. Okay. Like if, if you and I read the book, I think the reality is like that woman doesn't know these people's like real medical histories. I know there's the one scene where they actually like go down and read everybody's like medical charts, but I can't imagine when she like writes the book, these characters are like totally factual. Yeah. I meant like the suicide. Like I really hope she did not find someone who had just done that. Oh, no, I think that was true. Oh my God. I think that was part of like the book, but I, I don't know. I, I would have to like totally read the book on that, but. Okay. Well, not the point, but yeah. So Brittany Murphy's a trip. She basically, her character just wants everything to be rainbows and sunshines, but she's also like, Peppermint. off, get out of my Peppermint. face and give me some pills. And you're like, wait, yeah. <laughs> those are different. Okay. Um, and then there's Polly. Who is Elizabeth Moss, who had, yeah. <laughs> there, first of all, there's a fantastic introduction by Georgina, who is her roommate, who's the pathological liar, and explains to us how Polly got the burn. And then at the end of the story explained, I'm a pathological liar, which I thought was like, a perfect scene, wasn't yeah, it? It was, was done funny. so well. But clearly she had some traumatic event happen to her and she cannot get over the fact that she's just so ugly with her face. So she wants to like go back to childhood and she doesn't want to move on because she just hates the way she looks and she can't get over it. I mean, that was my understanding of what was going on with Polly. I think because honestly, I was kind of like, I mean, you're a little immature, but like, I don't know, like you're not hard to manage <laughs> type of situation. I, like, I, I feel know. like feel like you'd probably be at home, but I guess uh, who knows. But who then knows? she had that like one freak out moment where she was like, ah, I'm ugly. As you say, she gets thrown in a padded room for saying she's ugly, which would have been, I don't know, the entire teenage population at some point. Say, like, <laughs> could you imagine? Like, Jesus. Literally her response is I'm ugly. And then your reaction is to be like, well, better get you out of my face then. Because I agree. And I don't want to hear here. it. Get out of here, yeah. Get out of here and go sit by yourself in the corner. Yeah, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't respond like that. Who is the anorexic woman? Oh, what the flip was her name? You know, I probably have it written somewhere, but she wasn't in there a lot. 74 pounds is the perfect weight. And then she falls to the ground and the lady is like, now how are you supposed to be a tree on the ground? And she goes, I'm a peppermint shrub. I love it. There was also a scene where she got naked and was running outside, which I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I think her name is, her name's Janet. It's Janet. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so she is anorexic and they took her clothes away until she decides to eat something. Um, I- let me poke holes in this stupid peppermint. balloon. Okay. Um, the most motivating thing to this lady is wearing clothes, you think? Because it ain't. <laughs> Clearly. Because she's running around naked outside. So I feel like you guys need a different approach. Because, like, what are we doing? I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. Oh, my God. You just made me think of a story in my real life, which I realized how, like, ridiculous this was. For lacrosse in college, our first coach was a lunatic. And we played so bad at some game that she told us we didn't deserve our uniforms. That we were a disgrace to the uniforms university's uniforms and for practice you get these practice uniforms called issues that we had to show up in our own clothes because we weren't like worthy and you're reminding me (laughs) of like that moment that i'm like oh my god we weren't allowed to wear like clothes at me and janet Huh, what'd you think of that? <laughs> but, and then you're all like, who the fuck cares? It's just yeah. practice, you dingling. Like, <laughs> we're like, still gonna wear our uniform. Well, we were a bunch of like idiot college kids. So people are wearing like stupid neon pink and like bra <laughs> straps. And I was like, oh, I think we actually look pretty cute. You know, like those issues were not form fitting. 
Yeah, again, that was a good representation of, like, really bad 60s, you know, Ugh, mental yeah. health therapy. So that's Janet. She's she's fine. I want to say one thing about Georgina. This was, like, <laughs> slipped in. I thought this was very seamless, which I like, because when Whoopi goes and introduces Susanna to Georgina, she's like, oh, Georgina, this is your new roommate, Susanna, you know, and Georgina's so nice. Susanna's like, oh, she seems normal. <laughs> she seems okay. And when Whoopi walks away, because Whoopi's the best, Whoopi goes, or she, she asked Georgina, she's like, oh, make sure to bring her down to the cafeteria at this time. And she was like, yes. And then Whoopi, she goes, yes means yes, Georgina, because she's a pathological liar. So she's like, you better mean what you say, girlfriend. Don't be wow. lying to me. And I was like, I like that. I love little things like that. I didn't catch that. It's very clever. Oh my God. Well, and she was in love with the Wizard of Oz and was obsessed with it and had all these pictures of the Wizard of Oz and wanted to live in Oz or whatever. Yeah. Which I kind of wish that was like, I don't know, played in more to like the lying piece. I guess the only thing I could think of is like when we have children who lie a lot, it means usually they've got a really good imagination and they love stories and they're great at storytelling. So like, I guess that could like kind of connect it, but I just okay. I didn't feel like there was like too much of a clear connection where I was like, so you're a liar slash you like this movie. <laughs> Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. And then the lying doesn't, like, come up ever again. No, it doesn't. She's just, like, a typical person, other than the movie, who's like, well, you know. she has the one moment where she's screaming at Winona, and she goes, my father is the head of the CIA, he will have you killed. That's, you're right. You are right. That's true. But, like, they could have, I don't know. They could have used it more. They could have used it more, I think. And they could have been funny about it. Yes. But, and then we have Lisa who's Lisa. I think a sociopath? Is that what was like her? So that's what the movie calls her and I guess she kind of is depicted that way but I don't know. Some parts I was like I don't know if you really are because like at the end where she gets like super emotional like she doesn't use these words but she's basically like nobody ever like really tries to get at me because nobody bothers. Mm -hmm. I just felt like she was you know she was like you said an instigator and very manipulative and Mm. she kind of like ran the place because like she's not there initially she gets brought back what that first it was like the first day i'm like this is a busy day for this place my goodness (laughs) well she comes in and she's looking for jamie 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 where's jamie who i guess you start to see this pattern of whoever lisa gets close with and then lisa leaves that person gets better well jamie killed herself oh i I thought she got let out no jamie died jamie killed herself because lisa left did I miss that? I think you did. Oh, she did. She hung herself with a volleyball net. I have she that did. note. She did. Oh, God. I got that wrong. Well, it's okay. But she did. There's a lot of people dying from this place. Um, Super dark. We need an investigation. <laughs> what, that happened within the Jesus. last, like, week? Where are the authorities? Uh, Hello? I don't know. Anyone at all? Okay. But I felt like they had that in there because it could have been used as like foreshadowing where it's like, if you get attached to Lisa, this could end up happening to you because you basically get so sucked in and you're so invested in her. And then she, because she's a sociopath, doesn't give a shit about you. But like she also does, which is like, again, confusing in my opinion. It was kind of like a narcissist, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that goes hand in hand. Oh, does it? That. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because even like when Lisa Lisa comes back and then she's like, who the fuck are you? And she needs <laughs> a room and she's like getting all crazy. And then everybody like, again, they're just put everyone in the padded room. That's where you go. <laughs> if you are upset about something, you're going to go in there. But it's like, she's so upset about that. And then it's like, she never talks about it again. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, that's it. And then she moves on. And then again, I guess you could contribute it to the her being a potential sociopath. Well, and she had been there for eight years. So you're like, okay, they had to give her a heavy diagnosis, right? Like they couldn't Mm -hmm. just be like, Lottie Dottie, she doesn't like her face like Polly, you know? Mm -hmm. So every time she came on screen, it was so exciting. Like her character just had such charisma and excitement. And I think that's also what makes this movie 
very fun is I barely remembered all the stuff. Like all of a sudden a new scene would happen where she, the scene where she's like, you come one step closer and I'll jam this in my aorta. And Whoopi's <laughs> like, your aorta's in your chest. And she was like, good to know. It. I love it. She just had all these funny scenes. But I think then after we start to meet everybody, we then do the flashback and learn about another giant person in this movie, Jared Leto. Oh my God. He looked like I don't know. He looked like someone's uncle and I hated all of it. The mustache and the hair. Oh, it was, the, you know, I think it was the mustache. I just really wanted to like shave it. I hated it so much. But those eyes, man, he's got some dreamy eyes. Well, he's very attractive, man. <laughs> but don't grow a mustache, Jared. Keep Ugh. it off your beautiful face, please. But he ties in the whole, they get connected. He's somewhat of like a casual lover, so to speak. And their weird scene where she starts talking about like, isn't it interesting to like think about like killing yourself? And isn't it this and that? And he was like, I don't want to talk about that. That's messed up, man. In Vietnam, my name gets called. I'm dead uh, and you're just like what again it's not about you jared <laughs> all right take a number and wait your turn literally i was like uh okay i didn't understand if they had like because again the flashbacks are confusing because you see the flashback where it's her high school graduation where she's sleeping and they keep calling her name and she's like not getting up and like because she's asleep or whatever and you don't whatever and he is at the graduation why? Because he's not graduating. Is he someone's dad? Was he a dad? Why was he oh, there? Oh, Who God. Is he? I thought he was like a brother of somebody. Okay, I hope that's what it was. Or like a friend. I thought he was the same age as her. I didn't get a vibe he was older. I didn't understand anything. Um, and we, I don't think they explained it. But then you see like, I guess an after party and Susanna's just like vibing on her own in the club. And <laughs> he then comes up and he's like, hey, you know, I'm blue blue. And then they meet. And then the next scene is them like, they just like slept together. And I didn't understand like, did you literally only do it once? Yeah. Or was it multiple? Yeah. I don't know. Because you only showed it once. And the way that it ended was he's kind of a peppermint about where she's basically in her own special way, to, like admitting that she's contemplating suicide and he doesn't take it seriously. And then she gets annoyed and leaves. And he's like, wow, you're going to be annoyed? Like, really? And then she was like, good luck at the draft. Bye. So like, to me, it felt like this was one time you're peppermint. Bye. Peppermint. Yeah, but then, like, he appears, and she's like, that's my boyfriend. And I was like, wait, guys, are you sure about that? Did we talk about... And then he also is like, I love you. I was like, whoa, who's the crazy one now? Well, and then he's like, let's go to Canada, and I want to flee this no. draft. I mean, honestly, all I remember is his birthday, which is December 30th. Sure. So, yeah, tries to dodge a draft. He comes to visit her. They try to have sexy time in their room, and they get interrupted because there's room checks every 10 minutes. Ugh. What's going on? Also, like, at that point, just leave the door open. Might as well. I mean, 10 minutes. That's not a lot of time. That's not a lot of time. And that's when Lisa did the aorta thing. Because, again, this is an instance of Lisa, like, kind of showing that she does care about other people because she's trying to, like, help Suzanne out. She's trying to be, like, you know, a wing lady. Yes, she was a good wing woman. She's trying to, like, buy her more time. And, you know, it doesn't totally work. But she tried and whatever. And then Whoopi's like, hey, Susanna, you have grounds privileges. Why don't you guys go get a coffee? I was like, Whoopi, are you giving her <laughs> Whoopi's like, have the fun. thumbs up. Yeah, she's, she's like, like kids go, are crazy. Go get it. Go get it, but not in my institution. You better go make out under the tree because there ain't no <laughs> checks under there. That's all I'm saying. Have fun. So. Yeah, it's very, they were hammering home, like, you're promiscuous. You're promiscuous. Look at all these people that you're, like, sleeping with and all that. And I'm like, honestly, I don't really think she really was. But I don't think so either. I think that was the 60s being 60s. 
I almost feel like, too, because she brings this up where she's talking to the one therapist and she's talking about the promiscuous word. And she's like, how many people do you have to sleep with to be promiscuous? Like, what's the number? Mm -hmm. And like she was saying, like, it's different for women than men. And yeah. So the diagnosis that she was given, the borderline personality, they categorize as like unstable relationships. So it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily like you're just having sex with a bunch of people, but it's just like you can't maintain a good relationship because you go about it in unhealthy ways ways so it's not really related to like sex which is good because what well and you could argue the professor like choosing to sleep with somebody that age in theory you could tie that to like well that's a big decision Mm -hmm. i also pretty much blame it all on him but that's another story the orderly who worked at the hospital and she like jumped on him all of a sudden i felt like that was out of nowhere yeah she was like flirting 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 and then she just like jumped on him and started making out with him and i was like what so like from that definition i'm like okay she was doing some of that but promiscuous seems like like who care i don't know right yeah that's just like a descriptor of somebody that doesn't need to be positive or negative yeah and they were they were using it very negative with a mental health diagnosis and you're like huh that's just what yeah the whole movie like you said is she's kind of having this like identity crisis Mm -hmm. where she's like who am i like am i crazy am I not crazy? Mm -hmm. Is this a forever? I've always been this way. Is this a just for now and it can change type thing? And I like that because I do think that depending on the type of diagnosis you may have, I think a lot of people experience that because if Mm. you later in life get diagnosed with something, I think some people may find comfort being like, oh, so there's a name for what's going on. Like that's comforting. But some people it may not be comforting and you could almost say you go through like a stage of (laughs) stages of grief where you're like what do you mean this is what's going on with me i've never had this diagnosis this label before and now you're telling me this is something that is impacting me and does that mean i'm crazy or is it just something that i have to learn to live with Mm. i like how they did that and i i know it was like 60s and whatever but like i said i feel like movies and tv unfortunately even like nowadays which sucks because like we know so much more people like do better i just feel like mental health gets very much exploited. Mm. I like the realistic piece of someone being like, I just got a diagnosis. I have never had this before. And now I'm kind of revisiting how I see myself. Oh, I I like the way you're putting all this. And listen, not every, of course, like 60s, like you said. So in the 60s, the norm was if there was anything mental health related, you go into an institution, you're going to hang out with Whoopi and she's going to be your best friend and watch you shave your legs. (laughs) So that's cool. But the thing that made this movie a little bit more like exciting is you didn't get the perspective of just like the institution mm-hmm. and the individual. You also got the perspective, which is why I love Lisa's character, of them trying to figure out each other. Like, ooh, what's wrong with you? And why do you got chicken under your bed, Brittany? And like, you know, why do you need oh laxatives? God. And like, why don't you eat? Why do you like Wizard of Oz? Like, they were also then, like, there was a societal element of like them trying to like figure each other out. And then they went to hunt to get their medical records and I thought that was also really interesting the women trying to like figure each other out and like also be like kind of mean about it mm-hmm. which was very I wrote at one point like Lisa is the Regina George of mental institutions <laughs> <laughs> so true That's like so ouch. true yeah so Susanna stop trying to make journal writing happen <laughs> it's not going to happen yeah that was definitely Lisa she was a bully but then she also like knew that she had control over people so then like some of the some of the women like really liked her I didn't know all the characters but there was like one lady who (laughs) she had the shorter hair was a little she was a little bit bigger she had the shorter hair and she giggled yes she was the who's the the sister act character that was also in Hocus Pocus Kathy and Jamie she was was the Kathy and Jamie (laughs) of mental institutions. Yes. You're like, 
she loved Lisa. Anything Lisa did, she was just like... She was just oh. giggling. It was great. And she was the one who, when they were at the ice cream parlor, somebody was like, oh, I want peppermint stick ice cream. And then she goes... She goes, peppermint... Peppermint... And then everyone laughs. And then she goes, peppermint... Peppermint... And Whoopi's just like, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> like, this is, I wrote LMAO, love that girl. <laughs> but we great. don't know anything about her, right? Like, no, we, didn't we don't know, know nothing. <laughs> don't even know her name. But she was great. She was great. So, but I think the, the climax of this movie is when they run away and they go to visit Brittany Murphy and then like it gets real. Yo, and then Lisa calls her Jamie. Did you catch that? Yeah. Oh, I hate that. I was like, that should have been your first clue, Susanna. That like abort, abort, abort. <laughs> because... Well, she did. She did have that moment, moment where she was like, I'm not Jamie, I'm Susanna. But if you go back and listen to the music, it's that ting again. It's like, ah, tone. Yeah, it was, it's freaky and then they're just hitchhiking and they get to a party and then she just starts lisa what robs a guy and then they end up at daisy's house and then it just gets here's the thing about lisa that was so mesmerizing is you're right she was really mean and then she was like really supportive like where she would like hook her friends up and with daisy because daisy was like it was almost as if anybody that pretended to be sane when they Mm -hmm. weren't like triggered lisa and then she took that as an attack and then just like like a tidal wave ripped her to shreds which with winona Ryder's character like that's where she talked about how she didn't do anything anything like she just Mm -hmm. let her rip her to shreds and so i think that was like her cross to bear of like i indulged my flaws so much that i just ignored what was happening and then as a result which you can't say that it was her fault no i don't at all that's the thing it's like you don't know like it could have still ended up happening even if she responded differently unfortunately yeah and all i'm gonna say is thank god that daisy had a cat because if we did not have this cat Mm -hmm. i don't know we who knows we wouldn't maybe never known what happened to daisy but this Uh, cat this is the perfect reason why everyone should own a pet i don't care what kind of pet you own but it better be a pet that likes you because if you are you know in the bathroom and need help um you need a pet you need a pet yeah so yeah very sad and you know Susanna, this is another good scene not good it's very sad but like it's good depiction of how Susanna and Lisa are different and I think that's almost why this scene was in here I I don't think it's the main reason but I think it was part of the reason because you see Susanna being like so upset and shocked and then Lisa comes in and Lisa calls her like an idiot or something rude and then she mugs her she mugs a corpse this was when I could believe the sociopath element because, like, wasn't even freaked out by a dead body. Just, right. like, went in there and, like, literally pulled out her wallet and was like, Ugh. well. And then looked at Suzanne and was like, we need money. I don't understand. Why do you think this is, like, and weird? she's like, we gotta go. And Suzanne's like, no. And then we get a cat. So, you know, silver lining? Yeah, but after the scene, Susanna then gets that kick in the peppermint that Whoopi yes. tried to do. Yes. But it wasn't like heavy enough. Yeah. And when she comes back, she like is very depressed and she's sleeping a lot. And again, Whoopi's like, I'm about to come kick you in the butt. Here comes Whoopi. <laughs> and that's where she's like, You gotta get up. And she's like, I just want to sleep. She's like, no, you gotta get up. Like, I think you need to get up. And, like, you need to do something. Because, like, you can't just lay here all the time. That's not good for you. And then that's when they kind of talk. And Susanna says, like, she, you know, wishes she did something different, whatever. And then Whoopi is like, you're not crazy. You just need to, like, learn how to handle yourself a little differently. And she's like, you like writing? Why don't you just, like, journal? And I was like, yeah, Whoopi, thank you. That's a great coping skill. Do some journaling. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and then she says a good line she says do not drop anchor here yeah 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 and then and then Susanna cries and apologizes and I really like that I was really happy she apologized because I know it was getting
getting hard to like Susanna. It was getting hard. Yeah. I was like, I really didn't like her after a while. Mm-hmm. And like, you just didn't want to see her get better. Yeah. And then right after that, it's like that whole montage of like, okay, now she's actually like doing therapy as it's yeah. intent. She's actually like participating in therapy and hey, it works. What do you know? It's weird. It's almost like science. And like, you know, it's so crazy. And then Lisa comes back. <sighs> yeah. Lisa's scary. Yeah, she is. Yeah. And Susanna's like, I'm ready to leave. Please don't yeah. derail me, you know, like whatever. And then that's when there's that whole thing where it's the, it's literally the last night, of yeah. course, so dramatic, where she's like, my cat's missing and all the girls are like somewhere. And like, I'm worried that I, I felt like she was worried that Lisa was like trying to kill the cat because she seems scared. Well, and it was first the woman was like, take these pills to go to sleep. And she was like, no, I, it's my last night. I don't need them. And she was like sleeping in her bed and people were like making noise and so she took the pills too to go to sleep and so I feel like it was like all these like she was like oh my god these pills are hitting me and I gotta go to sleep and Lisa's being Lisa and I don't know what's happening but the I'm telling the cringy music again ding 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 but what if someone read your diary out loud to everybody (laughs) (laughs) they'd be like wow this kid's really emo (laughs) okay but don't okay i'm gonna ask you this because i'm curious I never had a diary, if that's the question. But you've never journaled? I like to journal. No? No. Just, eh, who cares? I think I just do a lot of thinking, and then it just stays in my brain and doesn't go anywhere. Nice. But you had to have one last scene, climax, where it's like, oh, snap, she's getting out, and now everybody's going to hate her because they all oh, hate yeah. everyone who gets out, and she's oh, going to yeah. lose all her friends, and blah, 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 and Lisa's scary, and where the heck is a cat? <laughs> You're like, where's the cat? I was really worried with the cat. I'm like, I don't remember what happens to the cat. I'm really nervous with the cat, and then the cat was, the cat was cool, so thank God. But yeah, and then they have their big blowout where she says Lisa is dead inside and it's again very dramatic my god Lisa also had like a syringe what was the plan um I think she was trying to kill herself kill herself or kill Susanna well because she was chasing Susanna and she had a syringe and I was like I don't know first I thought she was gonna harm Susanna then I think when they started like getting back at each other then she was gonna like harm herself okay and then that's when Georgina was like please yeah, don't. she's like, don't. And then Lisa was crying and sad. But then there was also in the beginning of the movie a scene where like everyone's snuggling. <laughs> so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so there's some good lines from it. Lisa starts screaming, I'm playing a villain just like you wanted. I'm right. consistent. I told you to your face. I keep playing the villain because it makes you the good guy. And then you think you're free. I'm free. Every, oh, that's what it was. Everybody has these buttons. They're begging to be pressed. Why doesn't anyone press my buttons? And then she right. screams like, because you're dead inside. Right. Which reading these without the acting seems very dramatic. <laughs> Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it does. And then, you know, the next day, Susanna paints her nails as she's strapped up again. Who strapped her back up? I don't know. Someone did. Ugh. And that's nice. And then Lisa cries and they have a good talk. And they're like, and again, Lisa is like a person. And she's like, I'm not like really yeah. dead. And Susanna's like, I know. I'm like, okay. So, okay. Ugh. And then she just says bye to everyone. And everyone's like, we love you again. <laughs> because she apologized really quickly and then Whoopi's like I'm proud of you remember me when you shave your leg (laughs) (laughs) and yeah and then there's more like dramatic poetry reading at the end which I could do without personally well she did say I leave recovered borderline Mm. I was like okay Mm. and then somehow the same freaking taxi guy picks her up a year later magic where what what's going on are you the only man in this town i don't understand the only cab here what's going on but my notes just like die off because then it just there's like nothing else i think 
To me, the thing that makes this movie really interesting is the interaction with all the women at the hospital and how they like play off each other in the day to day. The rest of it is like a lot. Like with sending her in, having her leave, the boyfriend on the outside. I'm all just like, eh. I'm like into the inner world. Yeah. Because it's just like interesting and different and like stuff you don't really see. And mm-hmm. I don't know. The, re- the rest of it's all just like, meh. So yeah, it's a good movie. I loved it. I could just talk about this <laughs> for days. So, assumption is there are no quotes from you about anything because, like, please. And also, poor Emily is trying to not have her own Lisa moment with her car. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm intrigued for what is next because I did have some fun watching this movie. Boop, 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 Okay, so I want to go in a totally different direction. Whoop. We're going to take a break from some fan picks just to kind of shake things up a teensy bit, but I would actually like to go back to the 80s, I should say, because we were in the 80s with Whoa. Can't Buy Me Love, but this is a different genre. We kind of I don't think we've done this genre in a while and I miss it and I am, I know you love it and <gasps> I love it and we love it. It's collective. So this is a adventure family comedy. Ooh. From the eighties and our family specifically I feel like we have a very funny story relating to this movie that I can't I can't even give you hints about because you're gonna know immediately what it is I know what it is I'm gonna give you a hint that's related to you and I maybe two years ago around Christmas you and I went to Atlantic City one of Katie's favorite places and one of the slot machines we played was related to this movie and we got to take a picture which was what the movie? So we are going to watch the 1985 classic movie, The Goonies. Ah! <laughs> Do you remember oh that? Oh my god, I thought you were going Indiana Jones because of Indie Woods. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which no. is a family inside joke, but oh, the Goonies is awesome! So the family inside joke is the one, I don't remember when this was, but it was a very historic event in our family. We were playing family charades with our mom's side of the family. We are at Aunt Chris and Uncle Dave's house with all our cousin aunts and uncles, and we're playing charades, and our cousin Ryan got the truffle <laughs> shuffle and he had to reenact or, or no he got the goonies i think and instead of like trying to describe the name of the movie he just continued to do the truffle shuffle in front of us and no one knew what was happening and people don't forget so yep Oh, and we know that he doesn't listen to this because we (laughs) sent him the podcast and his state doesn't show up as watched. No Connecticut (laughs) listeners, so come on, people. Actually, we do have Connecticut listeners, but not that part. This is a great pick, and I I think I actually watched this more recent. Wow. From what I remember briefly, there's some pretty freaking funny stuff in this that you like see people as little babies. Oh, I know. Little Sean Austin. My guy, he's his little baby face. And he he talks so weird. He's like, come on, guys, let's go. Here's here's my uplifting story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Goonies never die. You're like, oh, my God. Can we (laughs) help with this? (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. I'm excited. It's a very good movie. That's a great pick. It's a classic for a reason, so... Bridge! Yes. I just gotta say, if you were, you know, having a tough time and you signed yourself into a psychiatric facility and Whoopi was the nurse there, I would hold up a towel as you shaved your legs. (laughs) I thought you were gonna say I would just go get Whoopi's autograph. Well, Kate, Kate, if you um, happen to need a ride to your psychiatric facility, I would call you an Uber Black instead of the taxi man. Well, thank you. (laughs) And let's hope I don't get the same Uber Black on the way out. Goodness. 
And Goodness. I would also order you a peppermint stick, peppermint, peppermint, peppermint. peppermint, peppermint. <laughs> I want to like incorporate that into my real life vocabulary. It's so funny. Oh, I love it. I love it. And listeners, if you also like that flavor of ice cream (laughs) you should write us a review we love reviews we love written reviews you can pull a Susanna and write all about us we won't get offended in the basement but like write it in like really annoying dramatic poem speak and then Uh, at the end talk about Whoopi continue yeah I might not read it if you do that I'll just look at the stars and move on but, you know, you do whatever your little heart desires. Um, you can review us on Apple Podcasts. There are some other podcasting websites where you can leave a review. Feel free to do so. We always appreciate that. And you can also check us out on our website, sisterswhoseenit.com. If you would like to be like Emily, you can request a movie. You can go on our website, scroll down on the front page. There is a form you can fill out. You can write what movie you would like us to do. And then also, you can email us at sisterswhoseenit at gmail.com. And hey, you know what? If you like what we're doing here and you love what you hear, you can help support us. We have a new option. Bridget set this up, everyone. Golf clubs are Bridget. We do have a Ko-Fi, <laughs> which means you can electronically, symbolically buy us coffee. But really, it's just a donation, which we do appreciate. Um, there are links to that on our website. You can link to that on our Instagram. It's all over, everyone. So if you like us, that's another way to show your support. And we really appreciate that. And we'll shout you out if you do so. So, you know, that's cool. Your name is on the airwaves forever. The airwaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all of those things, do those. Or else I'll call Lisa on you. You don't want that, do you? Ting, ting, no, you don't want her near you. That's for sure. No. All right, listeners. Well, we'll see y'all next week. See you next week. For Goonies! And my shirt's up and my bellies are out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kate, I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, you. everybody. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Sisters Who Seen It. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our website at sisterswhoseenit.com, where you can email us, request movies to be reviewed, and keep up to date with all things sisters. Also, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next week.